Are you a single believer looking for the love of your life? Or are you a married believer looking to grow the love you already have? If you like practical advice based on the Word of God with real-life examples, you're in the right place. I'm Cindy. And I'm Wayne. Welcome Welcome to to Love Love with with the the Lines. to love with the lines i'm cindy and i'm not i'm wayne (laughs) wayne has his voice back (laughs) (laughs) i have my voice back and a hawaii shirt and i'm barefooted and i'm sitting with you babe Mm. i'm glad all is well with your world all is well in my world well you can't i keep saying you can't wear a hawaii shirt be in a bad mood that's what you keep saying that's what i keep saying you should you should try it (laughs) That you keep saying that too. I do. So what episode are we on? <laughs> We're on episode thirty-one. That's crazy. Can't believe it's thirty-one. Oh, good. I was That's waiting. a good year. I was waiting. Thirty-one was a good year. Well, when I was thirty-one, I don't mean it was like <laughs> I wasn't around in nineteen thirty-one. You did. I think you said that one other one before, and I thought you meant you were around in nineteen twenty, and I was trying to figure out how that was. Anyway. Anyway. We digress. <laughs> You like to use Early. that word. <laughs> well, I can spell that one. <laughs> okay, then. So, we are continuing <laughs> our series where we are <clears throat> uh, looking at the 73 Deep Conversation Starters for Couples from the article of the same name that is on Brides Magazine's website, which is brides.com. And so we're going to dive into a few more questions. And again, as we said last time, these are supposed to be deep discussion starters. But for the sake of time, we're just touching on all the questions a little bit to to give you um, an idea of something that you could use. But they are intended to be more than a two or three second conversation so and i think we've discussed oh we've had some of them some of them yes we we've Mm -hmm. gone back and looked at some of them and continued the discussion so so this is just a starting point for you so okay wayne so what's what question are we on now um well they're not numbered but uh fortunately i keep marking them off um, this one is, what book had the most impact on you in childhood? Actually, I read a lot when I was growing up. I did too. But I read a lot of comic books. Mm, and I, I read And I read mysteries, like the Hardy Boys. And I read, bit, and you, I like, read Nancy Drew. Read I love Nancy, Nancy Drew. Drew. Mm-hmm. But I had all, I mean, I had, oh my gosh, I had so many comic books. I was so, I think I may have shared this before. I was so upset because if, if you... If you go back and you look at some of the old, like the old Superman, Batman comic books from like in the 60s and 70s that are worth a lot of money, I had them. I had a lot of them. I had them stored in a barrel. And years later, I started seeing that they were worth some money. And I went back to get them and realized my mom had burned them. Mm, I remember you telling me about Mm, that. Yep. That was not a good day. No. Oh, well. Mm Mm-hmm. No, it, it's, 
It happens. It we, happens. We've been through that with our parents where they think things are worth money that aren't worth any money and then they're throwing away stuff that is worth money and oh my gosh look at beanie babies oh that's a whole other story that's a whole other story we did not have yeah what matter my yeah yeah let's we'll talk about beanie babies another, another time. time anyway anyway so yeah i love the nancy drew books and i it's hard to pinpoint one thing because i read all the time i loved to read mm-hmm. um I know that's basically, I wasn't a very athletic child. I wasn't very coordinated as a child. And so where other kids were playing sports and stuff, I was at home reading. In the summertime, my favorite place to be was on our front porch because it was shady and cool there. That was back before everybody had air conditioners. You didn't have air conditioners then. And so if you wanted to get cooled off, you had to go outside and I would sit on the porch and read for hours. I was trying to think what other books I liked besides, and I really like I like I really liked mysteries. So I was always looking for all kinds of of mystery books, and I and I really enjoyed Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was one. Okay, what's next? Next one is what did you enjoy doing as a kid that is no longer part of your life? I loved to ride my bike. Hmm. And I keep thinking about it, but I've had some physical challenges. And we've always lived in places where there's nothing but hills. But our niece and her husband just got electric bikes. Mm-hmm. And that has promised because they can help you get up the hills and then mm-hmm. allow you to bike other places. Yep. So I think we need to explore that a little bit more. Well, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I enjoyed riding my bike too. But I, I mean... Living in the country as kids, we I fished a lot and I hunted a lot, and we shot, tar- did a lot of target practice and stuff like that. I enjoyed that. I did ri- I enjoyed riding my bike too. Okay, what's next? Wow, we're moving along really quick. Tonight. We are moving quickly on these. What? Oh, this has possibilities. What food or drink most evokes a feeling of home for you? Hmm. So I have been told. That I eat weird combinations of food. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe that, but I have been told. Mm-hmm. Yes, you so, have been told. I've been one of the times. people. I've been one of the people who has told you this. So, so I remember growing up, and it was an accident when it happened. When I mixed mashed potatoes, gravy, and uh, cottage cheese together. Ugh. And realized I really liked it. And I still eat, a, eat it occasionally. I just don't do it in public. <laughs> well, actually, uh, actually, that's well, usually when I do have them together. Because we've never had that at home, so you must be not usually. in a restaurant. I, I was going to say, I do sneak it when I'm out in public sometimes. That's like the time you accidentally mixed together the guacamole and vanilla pudding that you thought was sour cream, but, I, but it decided really it was really good it gross is, to the rest of us. It is out. really That's a great combination. <laughs> We probably could do it an hour or two hours talking about food. <laughs> he does eat weird things. He eats very weird things. And we've got... I eat what I like. We, <laughs> you like weird things. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would. Um... <laughs> anyway. 
And then we have people in our family who won't let the food on their plate touch. So we go yes, kind of we from go one extreme, one extreme to, another. to another in our family. I must so. say, my parents were not real excited at the combination while I was growing up. <laughs> well, and when you said that, it made me think about... So my mother, my mother had a lot of fear. My grandmother was very superstitious. Mm-hmm. So she was unfortunately trained to have all this fear. And she was extremely... A fear had fears about around medical issues. So, like, she was a germaphobe. She was a, you know, that's how I always say she did everything but dip me in a pot mm. of boiling water when I was a kid to keep me germ free. And so, there was this thing that everybody was concerned about trichinosis. It's a bacteria that gets in meat, particularly in pork, I think, if I remember correctly. I think correctly. so. Well, my mother was afraid of trichinosis. And so, she would. She would cook every piece of meat that we ever had to hockey puck consistency. And uh, my dad was always thin while I was growing up and we were eating at home all the time. When I left home, then they started eating out in restaurants all the time instead of cooking at home. But I could never figure out why my dad was so thin until I was older and found out that he had a full set of dentures. And I thought the man could not chew his food. It took him forever to do this. And the only way I could eat it is... I would bunch it up in a pile because we had meat and potatoes, mashed potatoes and some kind of a vegetable almost every night. That's how I was raised. Yeah. Too. And yeah. I, and I would cut the meat up and I would put it in the mashed potatoes and put the vegetables in and that would make the meat palatable. But my mother did cook the, anything that she cooked that was in a, a pot with a liquid broth or sauce was good. Like she, she made the best roast beef, the pot roast, like, you know, in the, in the pan that you call a Dutch oven. It's the deep pot with the two handles on the side and the lid. And she did that and put potatoes and carrots in it. And it was so good. And I, when I was at college and I'd come home, she'd be like, what do you want me to make? And I would say that every time. And she kept saying, don't you get tired of that? I'm like, no, that's what I really like. Cause I didn't have the heart to tell mm-hmm. her. It was like, well, I could chew that. And my dad could chew it. So it was a good thing. And the other thing so my family came from what they call the Pennsylvania Dutch background, and Amish German background, and and pot pie, which you and I have talked about the difference mm-hmm. in pot pie at your house. Pot pie was vegetables and meat in a skillet with a pie crust layer over top of it. In my house, pot pie was square noodles that you made by hand. So you made them with flour and egg and milk, and you rolled them out, and you cut these square noodles and you had broth and you brought it to a boil and until it was rolling and then you dropped the noodles in one by one until they cooked and we made chicken pot pie we made ham pot pie we made beef pot pie turkey pot pie um, no we didn't know my mother never made a turkey until i was in high school really she was afraid it wouldn't get done mm. and she would get mm. trichinosis or whatever so mm. Campylobacter, that's a whole other story, yeah. too. Mm. We know about that. But anyway, hmm. she was afraid of that until finally one year she tried it. And our neighbor lady, we lived in a half-double house, and our landlady had, had to walk my mom through baking this turkey. It was, it was, it was, I made it into a whole scenario about this turkey sunbathing in the oven and wearing sunglasses stuff. Anyway, it was a big production, but it was pretty good. But, yeah. So, I guess we had a lot to talk about that. We could talk more. We could could easily talk more. Talk about more about that. But the interesting thing with food is we're from the same state 
about we grew up about two hours away from each other you almost to the new york border mm -hmm. and me in the middle of the state and until we got married there were foods that our families made that neither one of us had either had mm -hmm. like we make all these pennsylvania dutch dishes i was thinking about his you and your family had never had ham loaf right and that was one of our that that makes me think of home too that's a mm -hmm. favorite food yeah, but, see, we always yeah. had turkey and stuffing, and we had, uh, my, my grandmother would always make um, oyster stuffing mm -hmm. and put it in the turkey. Yeah. And, and do that, it that way. And that's really, and we always baked our stuff. Well, because my mother was afraid right. of germs, we always baked our stuffing in a pan so that mm -hmm. you were sure that it would get done and it wouldn't have bacteria from the turkey in it so yep. yeah so we uh we had a lot of different experiences and your dad every time your mom and dad would come to visit your dad would say to me do you think you can because my, my mom and dad would have them for dinner have us all for dinner and and your dad would say do you think you can get your mother to make ham loaf mm -hmm. <laughs> so yep. he always wanted to have that when when they came down here to visit or came yep. down to our to my parents to visit but so well, we've we've, we've talked, talked a lot about we've food. talked a lot about food, and we could continue that. That's a and that that's a question that I don't even know. It might be on the list somewhere else. But talking about, I think earlier talked about traditions, but like getting into mm -hmm. food traditions and that kind of thing. That's a great um, brings up a lot of stuff about your family. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good discussion point too to have. Is before you before you get married or whatever is who's going to cook? Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. which I know we've shared in podcasts before how how it mm -hmm. works with us or how it's worked with us in the past but mm -hmm. you know that's a that's a good that's a good discussion to have mm -hmm. so anyway what next question shall we move on yes what rules or practices did your household follow growing up that you would also follow What rules or practices did your household follow growing up that you would also follow? I'm not really sure what they mean about that. I'm not sure what they mean either. So, probably expectations? Could be. Well, we've had a lot of discussions over the year about the correct way to do things. Well, that's true. Oh, a hot topic is, does the toilet paper go over the back or over the front? Well, it depends on if you're going to do it the right way or not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly my point. And we had that issue when we got married because we, we did. did it different ways. We did. And you finally came around to the correct way. I thought you came around to the correct way. No, you came around to the correct way because you put it down over the back. No, I didn't. You put it down over the back. I did not. <laughs> I guess we'll take this one offline. We'll take this one offline. <laughs> we can agree to respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you have to have... I, I'm trying to answer the question. Well, I... Yeah, okay. I think you have to decide what the expectations are for your household. So, mm -hmm. like I how mean, the household runs. Well, or... well, and I think I mean that's what we said. We're not exactly sure what they mean, but it's like rules of house. Like, like we go to people's houses and they want you to take your shoes off before oh, you come okay. in the house. We don't. 
we only take our shoes off when we're in their house because we like to not have shoes on, not because we do it when we come in the house. We just vacuum the dirt. But well, um, see, and we always took our shoes off before we went in the house. Well, that's because you're covered with mud and cow poop. Well, I was going to say yes because it helped the <laughs> it helped the house that's, smell nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you kept the shoes outside i was gonna say you had uh, some real reasons to do that there and uh it's like you know what is is it important to make the bed is it you know what about oh, leaving yeah. dirty dishes in the sink and hmm. my dad had a thing about not having dishes in the sink it was like it, whenever i knew my dad was going to come over to our house i would run around like a net to wash any dishes or put them in the dishwasher mm-hmm. or do something because he just he, he had a thing about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and rules about um what you're going to say. That's what we worked with Ashley when she was little because we realized uh, yeah, okay. Um what did we hear a teaching or something of it? We we're talking it was talking about telling people to shut up and how really rude that is and um, but I forget what we did instead now. Be quiet. Yeah, I, I guess know. I guess be quiet, be quiet. To use be quiet instead of shut up, or please be quiet or something. Then I started telling that story, and I don't remember exactly what happened. But there were some other phrases like that mm-hmm. too that we um, changed what we said, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. Should we do one more? Yes, I think we have time to get one more in. One more? Mm-hmm. We should have an easy time doing this one. Okay. Should children help with household chores? Absolutely. 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 Children, and this and this comes not only from our parenting experience, but from my training as a child development mm-hmm. specialist. Children need to learn responsibility. Yep. And it will help them. I mean, we have struggled with money issues through most of our marriage and we were determined that we were going to train our daughter differently neither one of us were trained by our parents on how to manage money and so she actually she did she didn't get an allowance per se she did chores around the house to earn money now now people will have different opinions about Mm -hmm. that because there are people that say you just do chores because you live here. And there is, I think there's basic things that you can mm-hmm. do, but then we would have her do, she had extra. options to do extra jobs to make money. There was something, she was expected to make her bed. She was expected to clean her plate after dinner and, you know, help clean up, pick up after herself, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I talked a lot about that. Did you want to add anything to uh, that? No. No, I well, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I agree they should yes. definitely help out, which we both said. And yeah. part of that is helping them to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And I believe we did share about this on another podcast, but when our daughter went to college, she was living in a women's dorm, and she realized quickly that she was going to end up taking care of this whole floor of women because they didn't know how to do anything. They didn't know how to do mm-hmm. their laundry. They didn't know how to use a microwave. They didn't... Yeah, back then you had to iron clothes. They didn't know she didn't know they didn't know how to iron. They didn't know how to do all kinds of things. Right. And she ended up teaching this whole floor of girls she lived with in her dorm how to do basic domestic things, 
you know, how to make their beds. Like there was like, they didn't know how to do a lot of stuff. And, and, um, you know, she, she told us she was thankful for being taught at home how to do those things. So, yeah. well, and I was taught growing up how to do stuff too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Nope. So, all right, well, we are at the end of our time and we will continue this conversation next week. So until we see you or, well, we don't see you, but until you hear us again, we until pray we meet again. until we meet again, we pray that your marriage and your relationships will be richly blessed in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless. Bye now. Bye.